Hey, this is Mike Birbiglia, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder, which is one of the better tape recorders. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder, and welcome to an installment we're going to call... Top 10 Eurythmic Songs. Now, I remember back in the winter, we did a, a series of episodes, PF's third favorite band. We tried to determine what PF's third favorite band was after Depeche Mode. Not Depeche Mode. My, like, that just popped into my head. Uh, the Beach Boys and Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Depeche Mode used to be uh, one of my two favorite bands, but they kind of uh, they fell back a little bit, but they kind of rallied uh, as of late. Not necessarily from their recent material, but just because I've gone back and rediscovered the catalog and uh, remembered how much I really enjoyed it. And I kind of like some of the new stuff more than I thought I did. But anyway, I digress as we're going to discuss today. Uh, Eurythmics, we're going to have a song of the week, by the way, at the end of the show uh, by Wallows, a song called At the End of the Day. It's very cool. You're going to dig it. And as you recall, when we did PF Third Favorite Band, we also had an honorable mention band during each episode, which were bands that would not qualify for being PF's third favorite band, but bands I liked still, and liked a bunch of songs from Eurythmics being one of them. And the reason I chose Eurythmics for this particular episode is they've gotten inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And so I figured, well, maybe I'm going to go back and explore Eurythmics a bit more and see if I like them more than I thought I did. And it turns out I like them about as much as I thought I did. They're about a dozen songs I was able to uh, get for this list and then, you know, whittle it down to the 10 that you're going to hear today, or parts of 10, as the case may be. And... Another thing about the Rock Hall I just wanted to mention real quick in Eurythmics is, and of course, full disclosure, fangirl, my daughter works at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but two things, the opinions expressed about the Rock Hall, any of them I may have, are strictly mine and mine alone, and secondly, they are opinions I've had way before she worked there, so it's uh, no harm, no foul there. But as it was explained to me, uh, bands like Eurythmics, you know, and we're, we're always hoping other alternative acts, if you're a fan of alternative music, I know there's other people like heavy metal folks and they're hoping more of their bands will get in and so forth. But here's the way it works, no matter what kind of music you like. The more of your bands like yours get in, the likelihood it increases your chances of bands that you really like getting in. For example, now that Eurythmics are in and The Cure is in and R.E.M. have been in for ages, it increases the likelihood of other bands like that being nominated because part of the nominating process is done, It's I, I believe, I don't know what percentage of it counts. I think it's entirely up to the, if you're a member of the Rock, if you're in the Rock Hall, you nominate who gets in the Rock Hall. I think that's how it works. So based on that, Groups like Eurythmics and The Cure and people were more likely to nominate. And when Depeche Mode would be more likely to nominate people like The Smiths, Orchestra Maneuvers, and people like that. And we used to go to the Rock Hall all the time. We still go a lot. And I think they still have this up on the second floor. You can nominate bands and they have a running daily tally. Weezer does really well on this. Green Day is always on there as well. I'm sure there's some heavy metal and uh, harder rock bands that are on there. Uh, from time to time, but I always put OMD, and I used to do it as, as a gag, and I would take a picture and post it on the OMD Facebook page, and now I'm like, you know what, this isn't really uh, as much of a joke anymore. I think, seriously, OMD have as much bona fides being in the rock hall as anybody else, so anyway. Again, I digress. We're here to talk about Eurythmics, and Eurythmics, Annie Lennox, Dave Stewart, a duo, they released an album in 1981 or two called In the Garden. doesn't do very well in either country, the United States or the UK. And they come out of a band called The Tourists, who are more of a traditional rock band, but they have, you have some keyboards in there, so it's, it's, it's music of the times, of the early 80s. 
they break off and form Eurythmics and then release In the Garden, which is, you know, synthy. But then they go real synth crazy with the album Sweet Dreams Are Made of This and release a song of the same name, which we're going to hear actually a little further up in the countdown, no surprise. But I'm going to start at number 10, a little later in their career, where they, they start synthy, they get rocky. I liken their career a little bit to Thompson Twins because they have a little bit of the same dynamic going on there, even though in Thompson Twins, one guy is doing most of the heavy lifting, whereas Eurythmics, it's much more of a 50-50 partnership between Annie and Dave. But um, uh, we get to the mid-80s, and they get really rocky. They get stadium rocky almost, or arena rocky, if you will. And for a lot of bands, that's a disaster. But for Eurythmics, I liked it. I liked uh, arena Eurythmics, um, maybe even more than Cynthia Rhythmics in certain aspects. And these are two songs really illustrated. The, the, I like just the imagery of this song. The video is pretty cool. Annie's vocal is really great on it. So we're going to start with the of the 10 best Eurythmic songs. Here's number 10, Missionary Man. Well, I was born an original sinner. I was born from original sin. And if I had a dollar bill for all the things I've done, there'd be a mountain of money pile up to my chin. Don't mess with that guy, the missionary man. That comes from an album called Revenge, which I guess is my favorite album of theirs because it also contains a couple of other really great tracks, some of which we may or may not hear. We're going to find out. The other track I'm going to play that I like actually comes from an album called Be Yourself Tonight. I thought it was from this album, but it's not. But again, same deal. This is where they really start to get rocky because after Sweet Dreams, they do the soundtrack, well, they do Touch, which is very also very synthy, and then they do the soundtrack for the film 1984, and then they turn all rocky and arena rocky, and this is their the first blast of that, and it really works, though. In the video, Dave's flying around in a leather jacket and an electric guitar, and it looks silly, but it works, because this that's where they started, really, when he decided, I remember seeing an interview with him, back when they were getting popular and they asked you know how the band form and he was why he said i got into bands because i was walking outside the pub and i saw this band loading up their gear and loading into play and i went to the pub and watched them i thought i want to do this and it was a traditional rock band that he saw so back to his roots and it works anyway this is what i lie to you oh and the other thing i like about this song a lot is the fact that the the lyric and he says uh, she's packed her bag, she's cleaned the floor, now she's walking out the door. And I think it's very nice of her to clean the floor before she leaves her man. That's very nice. Why leave on a bad note? You know, you, things may have not have gone well, but look, I left you a clean floor. So here you go. What I lie to you, Eurythmics. Number nine on 10 best Eurythmics songs.
When I Lie to You, Eurythmics from the album Be Yourself Tonight. Now we get to the number eight song, Sweet Dreams. And I'm thinking I should have an episode of the podcast where I have songs that went to number one in this country that I never liked the first time I heard them, and they really never grew on me. And my best example of that is would be Every Breath You Take by The Police. What a snooze. Holy cow. Uh, there are other songs I think of from time to time, and I need to write them down as I think of them. But And they're by bands that I like otherwise, and who I like a lot, like The Police, uh, Eurythmics, who I like. Number eight song, Sweet Dreams. Guess to number two in the UK, guess to number one here. It's the fourth single from their second album, Weirdly, uh, which I just find uh, very odd. Of course, that happened to Human League. They released three singles from Dare before Don't You Want Me hit number one, although there are three singles that preceded their number one hit, All Did Really Well. I think that went into the top ten. Eurythmics only got to 54 with the single before Sweet Dreams. We're going to hear it in a few minutes. But Sweet Dreams finally going to push them over the top uh, in both countries. And I like this partially because it, it is a good synth-pop song. And I mentioned on the history of synth pop when we played this that I love in the bridge the uh, what I would call the analog strings. I'm not sure what kind of keyboard they've used for this, but they're analog strings, and it's it's a really cool sound. I'm gonna play a bit from the 12 inch single. It's a very good 12 inch single, by the way. Weirdly, they mix the that part down in this version, but it still works for me. And then I kind of blast into this little bit where he lets the background keyboards do a, a little work, and then Annie comes back in with the chorus. So it's pretty cool. So here from the 12 inch single. Uh, is Sweet Dreams, in parentheses, are made of this. this we go back to the i believe revenge album for thorn in my side another where they've gotten all stadium and arena rocky and it's working out for them and this song let me see where did it get it got to five in the uk it only got to 68 in this country so people are very particular in america about the arrhythmic songs but uh this is this is a good tune nothing wrong with this one thorn in my side is the number seven song on the 10 best arrhythmic songs such a bad time You tried to hurt me But now I know
to my side, number seven, 10 best eurythmic songs. We go back to the Sweet Dreams album for Love is a Stranger, which I swear was the second single in this country. I don't think they released them in the same order. In fact, I'm pretty sure in the US, Sweet Dreams was the first single they released off this album. And I think that was because the album had done well over in the UK and the label here said, wow, we got to try this, try this out here and released it. So I think Love is a Stranger was released second in the United States. I have no proof of that. Or maybe they just started playing the video on MTV after Sweet Dreams became a hit. But here's the thing. You know, Sweet Dreams I liked is fine. When I heard Love is a Stranger, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. These guys are really good. Again, very synthy. It's uh, Annie's vocal is great. It's got some nice little vocal bits to it and some good hooks to it. And uh, this is a great tune. Love is a Stranger, number six on 10 best eurythmic songs. Love is a Stranger, the number six song on top 10 Eurythmics songs. For number five, we go kind of toward the end of the Eurythmics career. It's the it's 89, 90, where they are, uh, I guess people have kind of, it's called We Two Are One. When does it come out? 1990, yeah. And it has, just don't ask, oh, don't ask me why is on here. That's a pretty good tune. I had no idea. And uh, and so is you up, no, you have place to chill my heart. Is We Two Are One? Is it really? I'll be darned. Well, there you have it. Those are two other songs I kind of had to consider for being on the top 10, but didn't make it. Uh, it tough choice. I like those songs as well, but I like this track a lot. And none of these songs did very well over in the UK. Uh, 20, I'll got to like 20 odd. And let me see, don't ask me why it gets to 40 in the US, but we're not gonna play that. We're gonna play what I think is the best song on the album, although this is a much better album than I remember it being, looking at the track listing here. Uh, anyway, this is a song called King and Queen of America. And like I said, this is kind of where the people have kind of, I guess, tired of Eurythmics. In the UK, people are getting a little tired. In America, people have, are completely done with Eurythmics, apparently. But this is King and Queen of America, the number five song, Eurythmics top 10 songs.
America from the, I guess, very underrated We Too Are One album from 1990. We need to go back and check that one out uh, from top to bottom. Anyway, for number four, uh, as I mentioned earlier, they uh, after the two Cynthia albums that they did, well, three if you count in the garden, they do a soundtrack for the film 1984, and they do the title track and a song called Julia. The title track now is unfortunately parenthetically titled Sex Crime, which back then referred to the book, whenever, whenever you said sex crime back then, people, I think, thought of 1984, because that word, and doublespeak, and words like that all come from that novel, we all had to read it in high school, I read it before I had to read it in high school, by the way, kids, I'm that much of a nerd, but anyway, now the word, since it's, people are more talking about it, and being open about these things happening, it does not have that connotation, people don't associate it with 1984, they associate it with horrible things that have happened in society over the years, but anyway, Still a great tune, if we just call it 1984, and it's about the film 1984. It's got this really robotic. I think this is so synthy and so techy. I think this is probably why they decided, hey, let's do something really rocky for the next album. This is why we get the album, uh, we or uh, the album, uh, Be Yourself Tonight and Revenge, and those ones where they get a bit more rocky. But this is still a good tune, and it's one that's not really associated with them anymore. Uh, here it is again, great vocal by Annie, and 1984 parenthetically, Sex Crime, the number four song. Top ten rhythmic songs. Always somebody 
1984 Sex Crime from the album of the same name, soundtrack of the same name. Uh, people dig the soundtrack. I was looking online when I was narrowing down these tracks, and uh, people really dig this. The only place you can find this in their stuff now, uh, in Free Goal anyway, is on their live, uh, the live box set. I think they the soundtrack's on a different label than the label they were working on for most of their career. The number three song, I'm noticing actually the number two song I thought we weren't going to play, but we are because I forgot how much I liked it. And it is from uh, that album that I didn't think was that good. Anyway, before we get to that, we're going to get to a song called Right By Your Side, which I can't remember which album that comes from. Oh, it's from Touch, which has the big hit from Touch is Here Comes the Rain Again. The song I'm not really keen on. I like the synthy bits. Uh, I like the, like the strings, I think, are probably sampled this time. But anyway, we're not going to go with Here Comes the Rain Again. We're going to go with a song that kind of sounds odd. It's a song called Right By Your Side. It's very reggae-y, and of course, this is the mid-80s kids, and everybody loves the reggae. Uh, police have made it acceptable for folks. The English beat, uh, ska, reggae, madness is doing the ska thing, UB40, people like that. So it is kind of weird that two white English folks are making a... a uh, I guess, uh, what you call reggae-flavored album. OMD does one, uh, a song called All Wrapped Up on their Junk Culture album about this time as well. But I like it. I think it works fine. You know, it's, it, it, you know, they're not, they didn't overtake the sound to the point where they're like, this is going to be our sound now, and it being ridiculous. They just thought, we like this sound. We're going to do a song in this style. And well, here you go. This is Right By Your Side. Right By Your Side, the number three song, top ten Eurythmic songs, the reggae-flavored Right By Your Side. We get to the number two song, which comes from the album again, We Two Are One from 1990, which I thought was not an album that produced very many hits. And here there's some great songs on here, including this one. This is a great song. Annie really shines on this one. Another vocal, really cool vocal hook on this one. And uh, yeah, this is nothing fancy here. It's just a great tune. This is You Have Placed a Chill in My Heart. Is that the whole song? Yeah. You Have Placed a Chill in My Heart is the entire... I thought that the In My Heart was parenthetical. It's not. You Have Placed a Chill in My Heart, the number two song, top ten Eurythmic songs.
You have placed a chill in my heart from the 1990 album, We Too Are One. Again, an album I'm going to have to revisit from top to bottom because I forgot I, I like a lot of these songs on this album. This may be uh, their second best album, is, in my opinion. Maybe their best album overall. So anyway, we get to the number one album, and I played the song before uh, for various episodes of the podcast. It's actually one of my favorite songs. If I were to rank, like, I don't know, my top 50, top 100 songs, this would definitely be top 20, maybe even top 10. I never get tired of the song. And again, it didn't do very well. It got to, it didn't chart here at all. And I think it only got to like 20 odd in the UK. I'm trying to look at my laptop here while I do this. Where is this here? Nope, it's not there. Um, they did this on the Greenpeace concert album, which is how I discovered it originally. And it got to 30 in the UK. Didn't chart here. It got to number four somewhere. Where did it get to number four? It got to number four in Sweden. Good going, Sweden, because this is a great tune. I love the 12-inch single. There's a, an acoustic version of it that's fantastic, and I never get tired of this song. Boy, what a tune and a half this is, man. And uh, this is a song called When Tomorrow Comes, and uh, probably the most underrated eurythmic song, certainly, because like I said, it only got to 30 in the UK, and people in this country don't even know it. But this is a banger, man. This is the eurythmic's best song by far. This is their finest hour. When Tomorrow Comes, the number one top of the top ten eurythmic songs. When Tomorrow Comes, man, what a tune. All right, so we've come to our song of the week. Thank you, Eurythmics, for participating. We're going to do this also with Duran Duran probably next, another band that um, Eurythmics I liked more than I thought. Duran Duran, it turns out, I don't like as much as I thought I did when you go across their whole catalog because I can tell you right now, spoiler alert as they say, it's going to be heavily weighted towards the early albums uh, for Duran Duran. We'll hear some later stuff too, but it's uh, heavily weighted toward the uh, beginning of the catalog, certainly. But right now, speaking of 80s influences, uh, some kids called Wallows, we played them before. They do very well in our end of the year top sixes usually. It's uh, two guys that kind of started out in the acting business but gravitated more towards the music business. That'd be Dylan Minnette and Braden LaMasters. Dylan Minnette, you may know from, uh, what is it, uh, 
13 Reasons Why. This is not how we discovered them. Eliza discovered them just from Spotify. I think she was listening to groups like, it might have been a groups like Weezer playlist maybe or something like that. These guys just popped up and she's like, oh, I like this dude. I'll listen to more of these guys. And she really got into them. I don't think we've ever watched 13 Reasons Why. Anyway, the third guy in the band is the drummer Cole Preston. He joins the band because the two, the other two take a, uh, they go to some kind of a music camp in Los Angeles, and they are just assigned Cole Preston as their drummer. He becomes their drummer. They become a band. First, they're called the Narwhals. They had another name before, and then they settled on Wallows. And uh, they have a very young fan base, mostly female. They scream a lot at the concerts, but that does not belie the fact that they are pretty good songwriters, and they are super 80s influenced, which is something I don't think a lot of people realize. Certainly, the casual fan doesn't realize. In fact, in one of their songs, they even say, the opening line is, we both lost our innocence to heaven or Las Vegas, which is a song by the Cocktoo Twins. These guys were born in the 2000s, I think, or the late 90s. They're in their early 20s. So for them to be in, so influenced by the 80s, I think it's pretty cool. This song, no exception. I think of the two dudes in the band, it, I think it's one of these dynamics where the dude that writes most of the song sings the song. So in most cases, I think Dylan is the lead singer. In some cases, Braden is the lead singer for songs that he does more of the work on songwriting-wise. And I think he his tunes are more 80s influenced. There's a song called 1980s Horror Film. It's right there in the title. And even musically, it's very 1980s influenced. I think... Uh, that song, Ice Cold Pool, I'm talking about, he did most of the writings. I think he sings that one. I may be mistaken. While those fans out there throwing things at their podcast listening device saying, no, that was Dylan, you idiot. I'll have, to, I'll have to look it up. I don't know which one of them sang it. But anyway, it's a good tune. Check that one out. But this is their new tune. It's called At the End of the Day. And man, I thought this was like a new New Order tune, man. This is what it, it sounds like. It also sounds very close to Aries, which is a song that Peter Hook does with um, Gorillaz. And when this starts off, my wife always thinks, oh, is this Aries? No, it is End of the Day, At the End of the Day by Wallows. And this is a cracking tune. It just, it really grows on you, too. The, the, the bridge is really cool. Uh, maybe I'll pick it up in the middle instead of starting from the beginning. And you can kind of get a, a, a little taste of that because it's just a really cool song. It's our song of the week, PF Tape Recorder. Wallows, At the End of the Day, for the end of the podcast. So long, and thanks for listening. 